On this episode of the Wild Take Podcast, we're going to go over the current state of the team, we're going to review last month's play, look at some player stats, and of course, we're going to get into the over-under game. This is the Wild Takes Podcast. Stall. on the outside. Ryan Suter has room. There's Zucker. There's a goal! Jason Zucker! Donato into the corner. Suter centers for Parisi. He scores! So, Jake... The Minnesota Wild were able to pull off a win last night when they beat the Chicago Blackhawks 3-2 to in overtime, and your ass was there. So I know the team's been struggling lately, but it was a big win. What was it like being at the game? Well, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, my ass was there, but I wasn't one of many asses in the seats because it wasn't as sold out mm-hmm. as you picture it to be um, at the uh, XL Energy Center, but there was still a great atmosphere. I always love going to a Blackhawks Wild game and there was just two surprises from that night that really, you know, surprised me. I think some people, oh, they won. Well, I'm, I mean, whatever. Um, but they they not only won in three-on-three overtime, not not in the shootout. They won in the actual three-on-three overtime, and Matt Dumba scored a goal. And this was his first goal forever. in 33 games since, like, November or something yep. like that. It's like, my gosh, man. And hopefully it's something that is a spark for him to, like – start scoring here but I mean I don't know it was just surprising but I'm just glad I was there to see them beat the Blackhawks I always enjoy that and it was a it was a good game and well you really also witnessed one of the most rare things in Minnesota sports and that was a Minnesota Wild overtime win that Mm -hmm. never happens especially so congratulations yep it was it was great I feel like the last you know I, I think it this is true I think every time since I in my life Excluding the one playoff Blackhawk Wild game I went to a few years back in the conference semis, I think every regular season game I've gone to when I've seen the Wild play the Blackhawks, the Wild have won. So mm-hmm. there's something about that. But where it really matters is the postseason when you got to win. So, I mean, whatever. And we never do. Never. The state of the Wild. You know, our last few podcasts, uh, I've been calling the Minnesota Wild in, uh, consistently inconsistent, as you know. Yep. I'm going to take that back completely because they are just consistently mediocre. Yep. They're stuck in mediocrity. They're not. They're not inconsistent. They're actually completely consistent because they're just winning a game and then losing a game and then winning a game and then losing a game, hovering yep. right around that 500 margin. They're currently 24, 22, and six, and they are last place in the Central Division. So these stat, these standings are of or as of February 5th, 2020. Uh, the Blues are number one, the Stars are number two, and the Avalanche are three. And all the way at the bottom, way down there in what seventh place? What? Yeah, seventh place, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I know. It, and this is just shows like the balance of in general the NHL because you look at their record; it's not like it's it's god awful. I mean, they're two games above five hundred, but it just also shows how good the Central is. But then how far Minnesota is behind a lot of these teams in in competing. I mean, to be in the NHL and compete, especially win a, a division, which is really tough, 
you know, with seven teams. The Wild are way behind these teams, and, you know, they're just right up there with Chicago and, um, you know, battling, yeah, with Chicago, you know, you got the Jets and Predators, but it's it still just looks bad when you're when you're at the bottom here. I think we should be at a team that shouldn't be at least be at be at at least sixty points at this point in the season, and it just sucks to see them there at the bottom. It really does. They're currently twenty fourth in the NHL, seventeen goals, seventeenth in goals for in the NHL, and twenty sixth in goals against. Very average, except goals against is actually pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. Goaltending has been an issue. Defense has been an issue. And uh, at this point, I really don't have much faith. Usually around this point, you kind of have a really, really good idea of your team. You watch them. up. You know, they played over half their games. They're getting towards the final stretch, especially with the trade deadline coming up February 20th. I, uh, I just don't believe. Um, again, they might be able to squeak into a playoff spot, but with what goaltender? You know, I just we can't, I don't think we could ride Staylock and Dubnik because he's been going through a lot of stuff and he hasn't been playing well. So I've lost completely. I've completely lost faith. I want to know where you stand. You always seem to hold on to faith. That's what you're great at. Do you still have faith in this team? Yeah, I mean, I do. I think I, 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 I'm still staying optimistic for the sense of that they're not out of it yet. Yeah, so I think that they can still, it's still within the realm of possibility to sneak into a playoff spot. You know, and you look at the point spread. I mean, they, they, they still could, um, you know, pending a, a hot streak, if they can find any consistency, they still have time to even get, like, you know, one of the divisional spots. I think that's a stretch. But they they're still well within the realm of possibility of totally you know getting into a playoff spot here. They're not completely out of it yet. But I will say because I know I've been I've I thought about this that every every month and every time we've done this podcast I've been I've still have had hope in this team and then they have little spurts of consistency where they win a few games here and there. But it comes down to but I, I did say that if they go on one more losing spell, like four or five games and they drop a dozen points or more out of a wild card, they're done. They're not they're not coming back. And that that could happen in a, in either two weeks or a month. Um, but they got to find, they got to string together three or four wins here if they're going to want to make a push for anything. And I believe they have the team to do that and sneak into the playoffs. It's a whole other debate if they could do something in the playoffs with their goaltending, but I still have faith that they mm-hmm. can pull, put something together here to make a run for the playoffs. See, I just don't get it, Jake, because you are a lifetime Minnesota sports fan. How do you still how do you still hold on to that faith after being let down year after year after year? I don't know, man. It's called adversity, man. You get back up, you get knocked down. <laughs> What's that song? I get I knocked that, down. I was just like that. <laughs> I was just like that up until I was like eighteen or nineteen, and at that start, at that point, you just realize, wow, we've never won and we never will win. I don't. I've just, I've just slowly just accepted it. And when you yeah. accept it, I just think, you know, it's so I don't get hurt, Jake, okay? I don't want to believe because I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, but I just, I don't sit here and have, like, this blind faith that they're going to make a run for the cup or anything like that. I just look at the facts right now in that, you know, they have they have won uh, four of their last six games when you look at it, okay? If you look at it from that perspective, the two losses were um, pretty bad, though. I mean, you got Boston... And I think you had, and obviously you had the 5-4 loss to Florida on the 20th of January, which is just a brutal game. But they have one last four of six games. They find consistency, and I and if I look at the standings, and I still see them in a in a 
in a uh, you know a very you know doable distance in terms of points to make the playoffs i'm like hey they can do it but in the long run yeah am i getting my hopes up a little too high thinking like what what after if we make the playoffs what happens if we make the playoffs we'll probably lose in the first round again be disappointed but i haven't lost all faith when i'm look i'm just looking at this season as a fan and saying they can still make the playoffs now they'll probably still disappoint me in the end and and let me down like always you know what was really eye-opening to me was the game on, uh, I think, Sunday, February 1st, the 6-1 to loss against Boston yeah, that you brought up. brutal. Boston is Boston is a great team. Um, you know, they're number one in their, uh, at least last I checked, they were number one in their division. Mm-hmm. And to see the Minnesota Wild lose that badly to a good playoff caliber team, it, it, it sucks. We can uh, beating Chicago. Yeah, they're in a division. That really doesn't matter because Chicago's really not that good. So you're gonna have to play teams like Boston really, really well. You're gonna have to t- play teams like uh, the St. Louis Blues really, really well if you want to prove that you're actually a playoff caliber team. You have to beat uh, Colorado Avalanche. You actually have to go out there and compete. At least look decent. A six to one loss to Boston like that, especially this close to the trade deadline, it's just the team is in last place in the Central. We can't really compete against playoff caliber teams. Why should give me a reason why Bill Guerin shouldn't be looking at unloading a defenseman or a forward for some young talent or a draft pick? Oh yeah, I totally think that. I, I think something's going to go down big here during the during the trade deadline. I think they're gonna they're either going to try to go for you know a pick, trading for a pick, or or trying to build up or, or, or literally go after a guy they can maybe look at as a franchise a franchise guy for the beyond this year because they might look at it from a perspective that we already have our number one pick and he's coming in next year in Kirill Kaprasov. Mm-hmm. So let's unload a defenseman, get a top forward to add to a Kirill Kaprasov coming in next year and not worry so much about this year's draft and go from there but I, I think something's going to happen here I, I definitely think I definitely agree with you it, it, I, like I said I haven't lost all faith in this team like 100% of it but that yeah that See, loss where, 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 where I lose it where I lose it with the trade deadline though is if if Fenton or not Fenton holy shit yeah. I wrote an article today about Paul Fenton and how I owe him an apology about the Mikel Granlin for Kevin Fiala trade yeah. that really has actually worked out in our favor so, I think so um, too. go and check that out on 10,000takesmn.com mm-hmm um, but anyways, where I get lost is this team is in last place in Central, that they're going to trade, you know, maybe like a stall, maybe just, you know, maybe Dumba, you know, one really good player or one pretty good player for our team, right? Right. And I don't just, once we get rid of one more little piece like that, I, that's where I don't see us going any further. And that's where I lose the faith in this current team, this year's team. And I definitely think he's going to do something. He's been awfully quiet since he's joined the Minnesota Wild. And I think that this is probably his time to start making his mark on the team. Exactly. It, but it's really they're in a tough spot right now because it it comes down to they do have to think about the future, but I don't know if Garen if we keep if we keep staying mediocre and we keep staying within five, six points of a wild card, I, as, as as crazy as it sounds, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna do something insane to sell off a player, I, I, or or a player that he feels that will take away our chance to go to the playoffs. Because in the end, I still think they're gonna think of it as they're just thinking about this season. And I don't think he's mm-hmm. gonna. I, I think Bruce Boudreaux wants to win. 
those guys like Parisi and Koivu and guys that are, la- are later in their careers, they're not thinking about really next year about Kaprasov coming. They're thinking about now. They're thinking about winning. As much as us fans sit out here like, oh, no, they need to go down and, and, and lose games so we get a draft pick, yada, yada, yada. But that's not what they're thinking. That's not what Bruce Bourgeau's thinking. And I, th- I still think, like I said, if they're in a, a reasonable sh- uh, distance to catch a playoff spot, I, I, I could see Garen not doing a whole lot. Because I think he's thinking about, they're still thinking a little bit about this year, about just this season, as as, as dumb mm-hmm. as that sounds. Yeah, he is still thinking about it, but losses like the Boston loss yeah. really will get a general manager yeah. if to they, think, hmm, this still, team doesn't have it. Right, there's still a month, I mean, they could go on it here in like a 5-6 game losing streak, and that's that'll get to a point where we're, no, we're like, okay, yeah, with this current team, we're not doing anything this year at all. We're not making a wild card or nothing. There's going to be no shot, then we got to start, selling off but if we still what sucks though is if we still win some of these games like Chicago and just stay afloat like I said within four or five points of a wild card they're not gonna do, they're mm-hmm. not gonna do a whole lot as much as fans would want them to still mm-hmm. the ultimate the ultimate thing that would make me lose complete faith in just this year's team is if we do kind of what you suggested and kind of what a lot of people suggest Mm-hmm. Um, trade either Brodeen or Dumba because yep. we're already 27th in goals against and giving away a top four defenseman. I, you know, if we're already 27th in goals against, we're just going to get worse. So yep. that's that's that that's probably my ultimate way of seeing the team giving up is giving on um, this season is giving away a defenseman because they really need them. Yeah. Let's move on to the player stats. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. We're uh, let's we're going to try no. to make this one quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, February 5th, uh, 2020 is the date today as we're recording it. So all stats are of February 5th. Um, number one on the team in points, Eric Stahl, 52 games played, 17 goals, 22 assists, 39 points. I mean, what's not to love about Eric Stahl? He mm-hmm. may be aging, but he's still producing well for us. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's, like last night when I was at the game, I mean, he, he definitely is, and he's never been this super fast player to begin with, but you do notice, you know, mm-hmm. he is getting older, he's getting slower, but he's a big guy, he's still smart, he's still producing and getting plays, and um, setting, you know, he's still smart on the ice. He's 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 creating plays out there, and it's it's showing in those stats. He, he's a good player, and I think he is mm-hmm. a good asset to have on this team uh, as as aging as aging as he is. Just like you said, just a little bit ago, he is a very smart player. He's mm-hmm. always in a really really great position in the offensive zone, and he always finds himself around the net. Yep. At the beginning of the year, he wasn't finishing, but now he's finishing. Now he's producing. Would like to see his plus minus get better. He is a minus six. Mm-hmm. You don't just I, a lot of these guys got minuses really early in the season, and yep. they just haven't picked it up. You look no. at Ryan Suter, um, second second on the team in points, which is great for a defenseman. Thirty six mm-hmm. points for Suter, but he's a minus ten. I know. That's so same brutal. with the Zach Parise. Um Zuccarello is a minus eight. Uh, Luke Cunning is a minus 12. Spurgeon's mm-hmm. a minus 7. Dumba's mm-hmm. a minus 10. I could keep going, which is the sad part. I know. You know, if you look at the plus minus, though, who I love to see? Carson Sosi. Yep. 49 games played, 6 goals, 6 assists, 12 points, and a plus 15. I mean, that's what is he doing to get him all these pluses? He's, he, you know, watching him, he's just, I don't know, he's just, aggressive out there you know and he's just getting in guys faces he's breaking up plays when it looked like guys like Suter early I mean Suter and all these guys like uh, their plus minus is bad because they start out the season really bad and they just haven't been able to necessarily recover even though they've played a lot better but at times when Suter has looked slow and some of these defensemen like Dumba have just looked like they've been 
bad on the ice. Susie's always looked good out there, and he's he's creating plays. He's he's getting goals. He's just getting dirty and moving up there, uh, you know, on the ice. And and he's a big reason why 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 Sealer is off the team right now, and um, because he really bumped up and kicked Sealer out of the spot, and I rightfully so. I did not like Sealer. And Susie has stepped in that role quite nicely. Is that kind of like that three defenseman, you know, third line defenseman? Mm-hmm. Um, looking at uh, so the top three point getters on the team are Stahl, Suter, and Parisi. Number four is Zuccarello. Uh, number five is Kevin Fiala. Thirty points yep. in forty-seven games. He, um, especially he in uh, last night's game against Chicago, he's really starting to find his stride in this league. And yeah. he's only 23 years old. That's what you have to be super excited about. Because he is, he's showing that potential. Mikel Granlin with the Nashville Predators, 19 points in like 46 games. Yep. Kevin Fiala has the 30 points in 47 yep. games. And he's only 23 years old compared to Mikel Granlin's 27 years of age. So I, I wrote an article about this. So I kind of have some, you know, I have a few thoughts on it, but... Again, I think Kevin Fiala is a great addition. So thank you, Paul Fenton. I mean, the uh, Victor Rask for Nino Niederreiter trade is still shit. Yeah, I mean, that's bad. But other than that, I mean, good job with the Fiala trade. Yeah, I actually, as soon as I saw that, tra- I know a lot of people didn't like it at first. I think a lot of people are liking it now. But when I saw that trade, I actually liked it. Um, just because Granlin was not doing squat for how much we were paying him. We get this young player who at the time was like 22. He was 22 then. You know, he's still super young. And he's he's a fast player. And I'm like, yep, let's just, we're not going to re-sign Granlund anyway, you know, at, at some point coming up here. So let's take Fiala. And I tell you, Fiala last night, he looked like he got the puck. And I got like, like Marion Gabrick vibes. Not like he is like, Mar- he, I'm not saying he, he is a player like Marion Gabrick. I'm just saying when I was a kid and you saw Marion Gabrick get the puck, you're like, oh, he's the all-star player out on the ice. He's skating around everybody. You knew mm-hmm. he had always could get an opportunity every time he touched the puck. And every time Fiala got the puck, especially after he got the second goal in like the third period, he was skating around the Blackhawks players. He looked like our star player, like we've had him for a few years. And he looked like that star player, and he's only 23, and he's so quick and fast, and he's not—he's going to get even faster and better. And I think he's going to be a really good asset on this team from years to come. And can well, you imagine? Oozing, yeah, yes, he's oozing that. He's just oozing confidence. Yeah, and, and can you imagine him on a line next year with with Kaprasov? Uh, yeah, that, I, ho- that, I hope to God oh. he comes here. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, because I, I the KHL yeah. the KHL tweeted a picture of him um, with a bunch of like. I, 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 were there other dogs or wolves? I guess I don't remember looking back at the picture, but the caption was um, Kaprasov getting closer to the wild. And I was yep. like, ooh, that was getting me so pumped to see Yeah, that. Yeah, cause, yeah, it isn't 100%. I, I'm not going to believe it until you literally see him in a jersey and he's playing in a game. But it, it is looking mm-hmm. pretty good. But, man, he would be great on a line with, like, Fiala and some of these young guys. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's stall, stall, centering, uh, Fiala and Caprasoff. Uh, that amazing. looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks looking pretty good mm-hmm. right now. That sounds really good. And and I understand too when the trade was first announced, Granlin for Fiala. Why a lot of people were reserved because before that, Granlin had hit over sixty points his previous two years at the Wild. Mm-hmm. Fiala has never hit 50 points in a season ever and he already played three full seasons in the league again yes. he was young mm-hmm. but he had pretty good teams with him in nashville yes exactly so i understand it but now but fenton was smart here he he took a chance he took a lot of chances a lot of them didn't pay yeah. off this one did though and I, i'm excited for it so 
Um, yeah, I'm happy for that. Moving on, we got Jason Zucker, sixth in the team in points, 29 points. And then we got Cunning, uh, 24 points. Any thoughts on either of those two? Yeah, I mean, Zucker, um, you know, they're staying. I, I like Cunning a lot. He's he's young. He's still, you know, de- definitely developing. But I, I've been a little disappointed with Zucker this season. I've expected him to, you know, sh- show a little more. I expected him to maybe get a little more scoring chances. And, and in the games especially that we lost this season by a goal and in those games that we, you know, were really struggling for someone to step up. I, you know, I've, I expected him to step up more in more games this year, especially in the last month to, cause he is a, you know, he kind of is, has that veteran presence on this team, but he's still young enough where he's still very talented. And he, I've just been a little disappointed in him and, and how he's, you know, he hasn't stepped up to what he, I think he could, um, as a player he is. You know, one of my hot takes actually was, uh, that he wasn't going to get 40 points this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I hope it didn't happen, but there's actually a possibility he doesn't get 40 points this year. I know. come out looking like a genius. I know. Yeah, he's only at 29 points, and um, I mean, the way he's playing, he's not. Yeah. Once, okay, so sorry, I, I want to bring up a tweet here really quick that Bubba tweeted. Yes. Um, and it's, it's it's about Jason Zucker's wife, though, so oh, it's relevant, gosh. so I don't want to move on from the topic no. yet. No, 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 no. So I just got to, I'm trying to find the tweet quick. I think, I think Bubba... I think Bubba will. He has very strong opinions about Jason Zucker. I feel like, and he might. I'm just curious to see what he said about his wife, Carly Zucker. Well, I'm, 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 I'm dying to hear it. So I'm, I'm almost. Oh yeah. Scared. Okay. Okay. It's okay. Ready? So here. So here it is. So so uh, what's it? What's it? Okay. So Carly Zucker, Jason Zucker's wife, um, posted a picture of a candle, and it said, "This smells like my vagina." <laughs> so Bubba. <laughs> He, he quote tweets the tweet and he oh, says, no. I'll take five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude. I, I, I just lost my, oh my shit gosh. when I was not, I, I was not expecting I'll that. I'll take five. That was hilarious, Bob. But yeah, he, that was great. Oh uh, he hasn't been on the podcast the last few episodes, but he'll be on the next one guaranteed. But that was fucking hilarious. That was, that was great. He's got a comment on that. That, that is gross but also just very fitting for him at the same time i'm not surprised <laughs> neither all. am i so spurge spurgeon is eighth on the team in points with 21 tied with him is going to be erickson eck with 21 and 10th in the team or 10th on the team is marcus Fluino. any thoughts on either of those guys um i i still think eck is looking good he's looking consistent out there you know he's obviously has a one and plus minus uh Foligno is definitely um you know a just a great asset to have on this team. He's so physical. He gets in people's faces. He creates opportunities. I feel like he's always getting the puck out in front of the net and he's, you know, he beats guys to the puck, throws them off the puck. He's our big guy that, you know, that we needed on this team. We wouldn't be where we're at right now, uh, you know, in, in, in shooting distance or uh, of a wild card without a player like him on the team. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just glad he's on the team. Spurgeon, he is what he is. He, he's kind of struggled here and there, but I, I he's still, I, 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 I don't have a lot of problems with him. I, I still think he's just, you know, not on a great team, overall great team that he could be on being he's, he is one of our elite players on this, on this roster, but he'll get hmm. better. He'll, he'll be the good. Le- yeah. The 11th player on the team in points is going to be Jonas Brodin with 20 points. He's actually had a quietly a really good season. He's only mm-hmm. scored a goal, but he gets plus 11 and he's getting paid to play good defense. He's plus 11 and yep. he has 20 points. So, I mean, good job for him. He's doing his job. Yep. Jordan Greenway's 12 with 19 points. 
and uh, Dumba is going to be 13 with 18 points. Minus 10, though. He hasn't been playing great, and Dumba is definitely the subject of trade rumors. Yep. A lot of these guys on this list are. We'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Ryan Donato, 15 points. Hunt, 15 points. Hartman, 13 points. Koivu, only 13 points. Sosi, 12 points. Rask, 11 points. And Patteron, 0 points. Any any thoughts about any of these guys at the bottom of the list here? Well, I mean, you know, you look at Ryan Donato. You know, he was another guy we got traded for last year. You know, he's... He's definitely feisty on the ice, but he's not producing as much as I would like him to. Um, I think as a lot of fans would like him to. Um, you know, he's aggressive out there, but I just think he makes some dumb plays. And obviously, I think looking at um, Victor Rask, you know, that Niederreiter trade, he looked good early on in the year, but he's just really tapered off. Um, well, he's pretty much our second line center right now. Yeah, I which mean, is cause ridiculous. we're pretty fucking thin at center. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we kind of need him, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, we, we need him, that, but. That, that, that he's. Not worth a salary at all. No, no, not at all. And yeah, that that that's pathetic. That is way too much. And obviously, Pattern just mm-hmm. came back from injuries. Only played in what like six games so far, but he still hasn't produced anything. He's he's mm-hmm. he's really not all that great. He's just I don't know. He's just slow and doesn't look like he belongs on the ice. I, I don't know. My last thoughts uh, on a player on this list is going to be on Ryan Donato. 46 games played, uh, 9 goals, 6 assists for 15 points, and a plus 3. Definitely he's definitely expected better than 15 points, 46 games in the season for him. I predicted him to be a lot better at the beginning of the year. He mm-hmm. closed out last year amazing when he came over to the Wild. Uh, but now it's just he just looks like your typical kind of blending in third or fourth line player which is crazy because at the beginning of the year even though he wasn't producing too much he had some pep in his step he was actually handling the puck really well he seemed to be around the net a lot he definitely had great hands uh he's definitely tapered off though in my mind yeah i think so too he's just he just hasn't been living up to what he could have been based on how we saw him last year definitely been disappointing on his play i think i'd like to see him step up he did have some you know he, he does make some good plays that don't get really registered in the stat sheet like i know last year or last year uh uh in the chicago game this week that i was at i, I forgot who it was or i think it might have been taze who was on the breakaway and donato you know sped up behind him while he was you know he was a ways out from taze and he sped up behind him and broke up the play so taze couldn't get a clean shot on net on a breakaway so he makes some good plays and he's fast, but he's definitely not producing a lot of points, which is what matters in the end to get goals and ultimately win games. Exactly. And a big reason we're not winning games is because of our goaltenders. Look at that segue. Mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik, 3.40 goals against average and a save, percent, a save percentage below 900 at 890. It's not like he's only played 10 or 15 games. He's played 25 games. Yep. He's played half the season for the Minnesota Wild with a record of nine wins. 13 losses and two overtime losses. Definitely not the goalie he was. Jake, you were a goalie. You're the resident expert on goaltenders around here at 10,000 Takes. Talk to me about goalies. What's going on? Dubnik sucks. No, I'm just joking. Ooh. Well, I, I see why, you know, Edmonton and Arizona, you, you know, gave up on him is that he's just so damn inconsistent. I know when he first came here a few years, four years back, he was – you know, he was great, but he's just, you know, he's just been brutally inconsistent these last couple of years, and it's really showing this year, like, is he tapering off? Like, he comes in there, and he just looks like he's struggling, and he's not, it's like he's not 
staying calm out there. He's not reading the puck. It's like he's slow in the net, and he's not making the right reads, and he's there's not enough rebound control or something, but he's just not doing what you, you saw from him you know, in his first couple seasons with us and making key saves to really – you know, keep us in games. And I know the defense has been, hasn't been the greatest, but in games where the defense has done enough to I think keep us in games, Dubnik lets in a, you know, a pretty soft goal and Stalock has been playing a lot better than, than him. Stalock has had some brutal games, but I feel like he's been playing far more consistent and he seems like he's just, he has a little more, you know, pep in his step when he's out in the crease and mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's seeing the puck a lot better. I don't know what it is, but he seems like he's just see, reading plays and seeing the puck better. For me, statistically, statistically wise, when a goalie has over, so the line between average and a bad goalie statistically wise to mm-hmm. me is a goals against average over three yep. and a save percentage below 900. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the save percentage might, might be a little, you know, that might be a little aggressive to say that separates an average from a goal from an average goalie from a bad goalie. But Dubnik is way, way above the goals against average, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And way below the save percentage, which is not good. At least Stalock is playing like a pretty, like an average starter in the league. 2.88 yep. goals against average, 0.904 save percentage. He's doing, he's playing average and he's doing enough to actually have a winning record when he's on the ice. He's 12, 8, and 3. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad record. You know, it's a good thing that we have Stalock or that we made that, you know, signing has Stalock as a as an experienced backup because if we didn't have an experienced backup and Dubnik goes down like he has this season, um, you know, we would be really in trouble. You know, Stalock has really been been a big reason why we've won, you know, a lot of our, you know, some of our, our bigger games this season to keep us just above 500 and – yeah, so he's been doing well. Like I see that, you know, his goals against average is below three, you know, and um, and the save percentage is above ninety percent. So he's he's doing well. He's he has he's making decent saves. He has some bad games, but he's he has stats to show for it that he's he's been uh you know he kind of is wants he has that starting job right now racked up um over Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik just has not been doing great this season, and I don't know if it's the last we'll see of him, you know, in a wild uniform this year. Yeah, I mean, I think so as well. Let's move on to uh, trade talk. The trade deadline's going to come up February twenty fourth, so it's right right around the corner. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some guys, Jake, and then we're gonna discuss our opinions on how likely we think that this person is of getting traded. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay, we're gonna start off with Jason Zucker. Okay, he was almost. I know this is with Fenton, right? But he was almost traded in the off season. For um, I think yeah, Phil Kessel. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil Kessel denied the trade because he did not want to come to Minnesota, yep. which is ironic because he was a Gopher. But okay, yep. so so it would be kind of ironic if, if Phil Guerin trades fucking Zucker at the deadline. Yep. Now he does have a ten-team no trade clause, but I mean maybe Zucker is sick of his own lack of production. Maybe he wants to go to a good team or he'll have a little bit more help, and maybe he can see himself putting more pucks in the back of the net. Yeah, maybe a team that he could see, you know, making a run for a championship with as well. So, mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. and a team might, a team can look at Zucker similarly to how Boston looked at Charlie Coyle last year, is, and, and, but maybe even better, you know, maybe bring him on as a second, you know, a, a second line forward or third line forward of depth forward at least on, on a team that still has, you know, decent players that is making a push for the playoffs 
you can add an asset like Zucker and really build your depth on your team. So that's why I think Zucker can be very attractive to, to, to a lot of teams around the league come trade deadline. What is the likelihood he gets traded? Let's go on a 1 to 10 scale. Ooh. I don't know. I think since he's been traded twice, I'm going to go with 6. I'm going to go with oh, 6. Man, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 4 uh, okay. just because just because like you said the 10 team no trade clause for me, it kind of like, you know, makes it a little yeah. bit hard. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I definitely see it just like you said earlier, us moving a defenseman instead of a forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's go let's sense. go to uh Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumbo. We'll do them as a package here. Mm-hmm. So I think that both of these guys actually have a pretty high chance of getting traded just because there are a bunch of teams looking for high-quality defense, high-quality veteran defensemen who are proven, yep. such as the Hurricanes and Florida. They both are looking for a good veteran defenseman. Um, and just because of that, I think that uh, Minnesota Wild could actually get a high pick for, you know, maybe – uh, maybe for Dumba, who's not playing as best just because he's played well in the past and he has good upside, and maybe Florida could pair him up with Aaron Ekblad and they'd have a deadly combo, right? Like, who yeah. knows? But I definitely see that as pretty likely for not both of them, but either one, either Brodeen or either Dumba to get traded. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see Dumba very likely to be traded over Brodeen. I really don't see them... Unless unless some team comes with them with some unbelievable offer, I don't really mm-hmm. see them wanting to trade away Brodeen. He's he, I think he's been one of our actually more most consistent defenders that we could really you know utilize for the future, like a Jared Spurgeon. But Matt Dumba definitely is the guy that's not playing the greatest with us, but could still be is still young enough where a team can be like, okay, yeah, he could pair up with us really well. So I think Dumba, there's mm-hmm. there's a decent chance he could be traded if the right deal. There's comes a goal along. scoring. There's also yeah. a goal scoring aspect with Dumba, yes. which you know the more goals you can score, the higher value you bring to a team. You know exactly, and that's what Dumba I think brings, and and I think it'd be easier for a team to let him go over a Brodeen, who I think has been more consistent um, as a more consistent defender. We could also probably throw Brad Hunt into the conversation yeah. to get moved. Great, great at the beginning of the year, slow, yep. slowing down towards the end. Yep. Um, Marcus Fluino is also someone who has been talked about on being the, on the block just because, just like you said earlier, he's pretty much the reason why I've been able to maintain at least kind of some relevancy. Yep, exactly. Some team definitely is going to want a big power forward who's gritty in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Some team's going to want it. Just like uh, who the fuck we traded for Martin Hansel, I think, from the Arizona Coyotes. Um for like a first round fucking pick for him to play 15 games for us and us to lose in the first round, right? Maybe we yep. could do something like that with Felino. I mean, he's not worth a first round pick, obviously, but maybe a second or a third. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's not. I think it's one of those things where, where being that we're still relevant, I don't think Garen or this organization is going to be putting him out there like, okay, we want to trade this guy. I th- I think there might they might keep him in the back of their you know in their back pocket and, and and maybe see what they could get for him if someone wants to make an offer we're we're all ears that's kind of what they'll mm-hmm. they'll do but I don't think they're gonna flat out say hey, we want to trade this guy what do you got because I think they like Felino I think a lot of people like you said I think he's a very good asset to this team um, on the ice he's very physical but I don't think they're gonna flat out want to be trading him but they might definitely hear some offers if someone ha- comes to the table with something mm-hmm. um you know the the how most teams do it when they are become really mediocre and they don't make the playoffs is 
they start selling their veteran talent, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of the normal thing to do. You sell them for draft capital, and then you get younger. Um, so that being said, let's say the Wilds start tanking, and uh, you know, Garen says, okay, we're going to get rid of some of these old guys. That would mean that either Stahl or Koivu, maybe Zuccarello, would go. I mean, I don't know about that one as much because he just signed the contract, but I could definitely see Stahl or Koivu, especially with Koivu being in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. They're definitely, if some teams are interested in veteran talent, those are both good veteran guys to have on your team, both with playoff experience. Obviously, Stahl has the Stanley Cup, but Koivu, you know, he went to the playoffs seven, eight years straight with the Wild, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think Koivu definitely is the one more likely to be traded out of, out of Stahl, being Stahl just signed that deal with us. Um, but it still yeah, is agreed. possible. Um, Koivu... Koivu being his, his, in his last year, it just I, I think they'd be open to trade him. I think it just depends on what we could get in return, and um, I wouldn't be surprised and if he, they let he him does go. deserve. He deserves a, I think a Stanley Cup run at least once in his later years. Exactly, you know I think and he's, I, I think he want, wants it. I think as much as he loves it here, I think he wouldn't mind if he was traded somewhere to a team that um, had the opportunity to not only make the playoffs but win some series and make a run for the cup. Jake, do you think that the Minnesota Wild should retire Miko Koivu's number when he retires? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's. I don't that, think that topic came up recently. I I don't think I don't think it warrants for him to be retired. If they just want to force to retire a number to be the first guy to retire just because they haven't done it yet, um, that he's not the guy. If anything, you retire Marion Gabrick's number ten, even though he played here for eight years. If anything, you do marrying Gabrick before Miko Koivu. I think that's I think that's a bit of a stretch to do that. But hasn't Miko Koivu pretty much been like the 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 guy since Gabrick left? I think he's been. Which I, was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think he's been the name. Like he's been the face. He's the captain. He's like everyone's like, oh, yeah. Miko Koivu. He's he leads the Minnesota Wild in almost er, pretty much every single statistical category, except for I think he might not have goals. I think Gabrick still has goals on him. But I mean, other than that, points and all that other good shit, uh, Koivu is leading. I agree with you. I don't think we should retire his number just because he's he hasn't had a Hall of Fame career. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you should retire a number for special players for special reasons. Mm-hmm. Once you just start doing, like, oh, this was a good player who just played for one team, once you start doing that, numbers are going to start disappearing left or right because there are a lot of those guys who are who just love one team, they stay with them. It's, that doesn't happen often, but, you know, they're pretty good and they stay with one team their whole career. That being said, I think at least Koivu deserves to have that conversation at the very least have Minnesota fans start having that conversation just just you know because he's deserved it he's been with us forever he's drafted with us he's been loyal to us so I mean yeah congratulations Koivu on a great career I don't see you playing for the wild next year I don't either I it's a conversation and debate to have but I don't think in the end they'll retire his number I just don't think they will yeah this one is kind of out there is there a team out that willing right now to be like we're a goaltender away from the Stanley Cup run and Besides this year, Devin Dubnik has been great. So let's give him a shot. <laughs> Do you see any team doing that? Nope. Not at all. Yeah, I couldn't I, get it I, out I, without I, laughing. I, 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 don't, I, I just don't see it. Unless they want a durable backup, they're not, mm-hmm. not going to – there's no way we're going to get anything for him. Or really, there's going to be really there's going to be no teams interested in getting him. I mean, we're better off just keeping mm-hmm. him through the rest of the season – because if we end up do making any sort of, if we do end up getting in the playoffs, we at least have two, you know, you could say in quote quote unquote okay. experienced 
goaltenders, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Unlike bringing up a Kacken and at least Dubnik's been in the playoffs. I, 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 I don't think he'll be traded and there's no team there's no way in hell there's any teams that are in the market to be like, let's pick up Devin Dubnik. There's far better goaltenders that, that are probably gonna be up for grabs come the trade deadline that a team that wants to make a run and wants to replace their goalie, they definitely could go somewhere else. That's insane. That's absurd. It's that's insane. That's absurd indeed. You know what? Let's move on to the wild takes segment. How does that sound? Sounds great. It's time for wild takes. Awesome. So last last month's over under results are in. If you are watching on YouTube, you will be able to see them on your screen. Um, pretty much, I'll explain the over under game. It's where. I present a scenario like how many goals Kevin Fiala will score for the month. So there's 12 games remaining in the month, so we do it over 12 games. I would say a number like, let's say, five for over the 12 games, and me, Jake, and Bubba will guess over or under. Mm -hmm. The under is the stated number, which would be five or below, and over is anything over the stated number. So just pretty much know if you choose over the stated number, that just say over, or if you choose that number specifically and down, just say under. Yep. So, last month's results, uh, Bubba got added five more points to his total, I added four points to my total, and Jake added three points to his total, so Bubba is still on the lead with 15 points, Jake is second with 11, and I'm right on Jake's tail with 10. You excited for the new one, bud? Oh yeah, I'm pumped. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Kevin Fiala, the over-under the over under number set with Kevin is going to be five goals in the next 12 games. Do you think he's going to score over or under that? I don't know. That that that's kind of a uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to say that, take the under on that one. I, I think if anything, he'll get to five goals. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'll have to take the under on that one. Um, yeah, he'd have to score six goals to take the over, which you know, goal every other game. Yeah, I don't see. I'm that. gonna take the under too. I'm gonna take the under too. Yep. Ryan Suter, you're gonna see Bubba's not here, but you'll be able to see his results if you're watching the YouTube screen. Ryan Suter. We're going to set the over-under goals number for him at three, okay? Do you think the Suter is going to get over three goals in the next 12 games? Nope. I'm going to take the under on that one as well. Are you going to start taking the pessimistic approach because that's what Bubba does and he's in the lead? I might, but I don't know if it's pessimistic. I think it's just more so realistic. I think Suter will definitely still create opportunities. Um, He might get some Mm -hmm. shots that go towards the net but get tipped. Um, I just don't yep. think there's enough there for him to get more than three goals in the next 12 games. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. I'm gonna say under as mm-hmm. well. Three goal, four goals is a stretch, I think, over the next 12. But he is second on the mm-hmm. team points, so I guess he might be able to do it. Yep. Matt Dumba. Ooh. For the next 12 games, if he's here the next 12 games, right? I'm gonna set the over under number at two. Now that means he'd have to score three goals in the next 12 games. I'm gonna go on a limb. Ah, fuck, am I, though? Because I think he's going to get traded. You do? He's going to get traded. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. (laughs) Okay. Well, it it, it depends on if he gets traded or not. Well, well, will will it count if he goes to another team and and he ends up getting... uh, No, we're going to do this just for the wild. Okay, just for the wild. Well, let let me just just say this. I I think if he stays, he's going to go over. Um, obviously, if he gets traded, he's not. But I, I think he's. I'm gonna go with the over on this one. Okay. I think there's a little spurge of maybe a little little spurge of energy um, after his uh, or a spurge of motivation after he scored that o- o- OT winner. 
in Chicago Tuesday. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say over as well, but I just I'm just not sure he's gonna be on the team. Yeah, right? I know. So I just can't do it. Yep. We're gonna go to points now. Okay, so Carson Sosi over the next 12 games, I got the over under number set for three points. Do you think he's gonna get over three points in the next 12 games? Um, he, yeah, he's been he's been a little quiet um, right now. I think it. I I'm gonna take the over on that one. I, I think he's gonna step up here. I, I think if they're gonna if they're gonna have to go out here on a, on a little bit of a winning streak here or win some games, they're gonna need him to step up. And I, I I think he I think he will. I'm gonna take the over on this. I agree with you. I will also take the over. Jordan Greenway, we're gonna set him at four points over the next 12 games. Do you think he'll get more than four points? That's a toughie. That's a tough one right there. Um, I want him to because I do like Jordan Greenway a lot. Um, let me see here. Oh my gosh, this is a tough one because I mean, screw it. I'm gonna go over because I want to see him play well. Ooh. So I'm gonna root for it. I'm gonna root for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. I guarantee you. He'd when Bubba puts his results in, all these are gonna be under. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. It's always just you, 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 you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, team wins. I got it set at five wins over the next twelve games. Do you believe the Minnesota Wild will win more than five games? I think they'll win at least six. I got over. Ooh. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the over. Minnesota Wild have pretty much been at a win a game, lose a game pace. If they do that, they will hit the over on this, so that I'm gonna take it. Yeah, I I think the way the way now they're playing, go- the, they'll win. They should win six. And that's still not they should. crazy. That's that's five that's a five hundred record yeah, that, that they do. They, they, too, yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. It's kinda of sad that we actually have to be like, I, I they should. I know, right? Well <laughs> they still should. Know, though. That's yeah, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> The very last section, and it's a special edition section to the over-under game just because it's a trade deadline special, mm-hmm. am I right? It is. We're going to do, do you believe this player will be traded or not? So the answer is going to be a yes or no, and if you get it right, at the end of the month, you'll get a point for it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Jonas Brodin, I got no. I got no. What do you have for him? I will take the no on that one. He'll take the no. Yeah, I think he's been too valuable this year. Unless, you know, they got serious consideration for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it, that, that, that's the thing. Matt Dumba? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, if they get oh, yeah, some yeah. unreal deal, that's the only way that they'll trade Brodeen. But I, I think the organization is right now just like, no, we're not trading him. Mm-hmm. Matt Dumba? I have yes. I, I did put yes on mm-hmm. there. Um, I do think that... Garen's going to make a move, and I do believe that teams are willing to pay high for a veteran defenseman right now. Yeah. I, I, I And I'll say this, even I, I, I still even see if we're in possible, um, even if we go on some winning skit here and we're in, you know, still can make the playoffs, I still think it's possible that he gets traded for something um, for whatever reason. And I know this would kind of go against the fact that I think he'll score over two goals. But I, I think he'll be traded too. I think they're going to make some move, and I, I think it's going to involve Dumba. Yep. So you're a yes on that. The very last guy we're going to have for this section is Bubba's favorite player in the universe, mm. Marcus Foligno. He, what do you got, buddy? See, I'm saying he ain't going to be traded. Yeah, I, I have no as well. He's he's a great player. The only traded. thing that you know, the only thing that I just like, <laughs> if they do go on that losing, the, the whole thing is so. 
It just depends on how the Wild do in the next few games. Like the whole thing depends on it. Mm-hmm. And if, if if they really go on, if they lose four or five or six, and some team is willing to pay for high for a good veteran player to be to add that extra third liner for the playoffs. Yep. I can see him go. That that's just the thing. You know, it's so dependent. I'm gonna say no. Yep. Because I think that they are gonna stay how they are. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like like sort of close, but not. You know, but but also like like far enough away where it's still kind of depressing. Yeah, they'll stay mediocre. <laughs> um, They'll stay mediocre. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and if they, even if they stay mediocre, I see him making a trade. But I see him making it like deadline day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like like waiting as long as possible and then dumping probably a player who will get them the most value, which will probably be a defenseman. So therefore, Dumba is who I choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Jake, I. You, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, my mind. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't end up trading Dumba if all any any three of these players. Especially they start going mm-hmm. to maybe some winning spell, but I just want to take a chance at that. Something could happen, and if there is a likely guy to be traded, if we do make a move, it will more than likely be Dumba. So it's just kind of... We'll see what happens, though. I agree. You know, this has been another episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. If any crazy shit happens at the deadline, any moves that the Wild make, Jake and I will have like a special reaction to it this month. So if there is a move... Tune in to us because we'll react on it for you guys. Bubba will be there as well. We've been missing him. Shout out to Bubba. He's winning the over-under game, but that's going to change soon because Jake and I are going to take it over. Make sure to view 10,000takesmn.com. Got lots of great wild content on there. Got lots of great Gopher content, lots of great Minnesota content, lots of great content in general. As always, I'm going to leave you with a message from Jake. You know, I come up with these great messages every time, but like they always say... In any sport, you never know what can happen. You never know what can happen. You never know. You never know. So all the that people... Was, that was so inspiring. You never know. And you know what? To all the people out there that are doubting this team... I'm one of them. You have 100% full... Uh, 100% reason to actually doubt this team. Um, but, <laughs> but you do never know. It's a game of hockey. You never know. You never know. That's just what I want to leave you with. To all those doubting, you never know. <laughs> you know, to be honest, that's not really a great reason to do something for, or to believe. But yeah, you never know, I guess. You so never know. Believing, you support just don't. the Wild so they don't leave like the North Stars. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen. Don't do that. <laughs> I swear to God. You go to, like, freaking Portland or something. I'm going to, like, go and, like, burn down St. Paul. <laughs> well, thank you very much for watching another episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. We'll probably be back with another episode, react to some trade stuff soon, but maybe not. If not, we'll see you guys in February. Gosh, it's already February. We'll see you in March, huh? Yeah, right. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you very much, everyone. See you later. Yep. Peace out. Night. Now I just might have